Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Baseball Mainly. Baseball Mainly. Baseball Mainly. Baseball Mainly. Welcome to Baseball Mainly. Hey, welcome back to Baseball Mainly. It's another Tuesday edition, and uh, I'm happy that there's sunshine and nice humid weather. I'm, I'm <laughs> feeling the burn, as they say. Yeah. And uh, I'll take anything over snow. I don't care. Um, I'm so ready to get out of Dodge when it's winter. So give me, give me, su- give me sunshine. Give me that spring rain. I'm okay with it. I guess. Okay. Hey, with us today is our bench coach. <gasps> Corey Sir Patrick Stewart. I can How do a bench you, coach. Corey? Yeah, I can do a bench coach role. I'm doing great. You Feeling are, great. You are the Good bench weekend. coach. Yeah. Bench coach. You know everything that goes on here at NRM Streamcast and For the most part, yeah. Pretty much you make yeah. it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, welcome. Glad you're here. I'm Happy, you've been always happy to be here. Yeah, I was in Minnesota. Did you say it right? It's <laughs> Minnesota. 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 Weird state. Yeah. Sorry, Minnesotians who are listening to us right now, but <laughs> Did you go to the stadium? No, I flew over it though. It was really awesome to see Target Field right like from sky like level because it's like right by U.S. Bank, you know, and then it's also you know right in the heart of the city, and it was they, really beautiful. I understand they actually have a pro team that plays there. Ah, uh, something the 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 doubles the the Twinkies hmm, the yeah. Twinkies yeah that's what it is. I'm I'm just putting down our local team here. Do, do, yeah. do they taste any good? The Twinkies. The Twinkies. Oh yeah. Well, there's lots of cream filling I'm, in I'm, there. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure the people in. Uh, and the Twin Cities are happy to have that team right now. They're doing pretty well. Sure. Also with us in the studio today is, as usual, the guy who makes it happen, makes the rundown, decides what we're going to talk about, knows all the numbers. Ethan, the Statman Perlman. How with are no you, hat Ethan? today. I'm, uh, yeah, I forgot my hat. It's actually <laughs> in the control room. Uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's warm out. Some days it's too warm. Some days it's just right. Well, you look good without a hat. Thank you. I, I was told this morning, though, where I was teaching physical education, they're like, "You look better with the hat on." Mm. So I don't know, and I'm getting mixed answers or you know these mixed are feedback. Kid, these so. are kids, right? Yeah. But it, the, pro- <laughs> the, the the deal is when you're when you're when you're a youngster, mm-hmm. you don't deal well with change. They didn't want. They weren't used to seeing you without a hat. I remember yeah. the second grade, Mrs. Graber over the weekend got her hair cut. I cried, and I don't remember. I don't know why I was crying, but she looked different. Mm. And I was yeah. in love with Miss Graber. Oh. She was beautiful. Oh. Oh. Well, oh, hello, Miss Graber. <laughs> hey, also, also in the uh, in the studio with us, a very special guest, a friend of mine for for several years now, somebody I worked with at a, a, another company, um, a lover of baseball, a blogger regarding baseball david kaner welcome david hello hello glad to have you here david is uh like me he's uh, a mortgage guy you know i was i did that for a few years and uh, david's been doing it for some time he's a great originator but he's a lover of baseball Mm -hmm. and uh blogs about baseball i see it picked up by other people every once in a while and uh, i thought it'd be good to have david on there a couple things that have happened recently in detroit and some things around Major League Baseball that I think David will have some, some really interesting thoughts on. But uh, this day in baseball history, hmm. in 1956, and I can't believe it was that far back because I remember the sign on Tiger Stadium saying Briggs Stadium. I remember looking up and seeing that. I must have been 
you know, three, four years old when they, that sign was still up there. Wow. Anyway, what happened, Ethan? So this day, 1956, the Tigers and Briggs Stadium are sold to a syndicate of 11 led by radio executive John Fetzer and Fred Knorr. For a record of five point five million dollars, I know. Don't I, get on him. I know. Today, I, Jess, I, do I, not I, get I on him today. The name. I <laughs> know says, that. It's uh, you could say Knorr. 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 I'm Knorr. sure. Tomato. Tomato. We need a um, uh, ticker up. So, sold for a record five point five million from Walter Briggs Jr. After he was ordered by family estate administrators to sell the ownership in which he inherited from his father. Uh, the deal includes an agreement to retain Briggs, who will also become the team's general manager as executive vice president. But the former owner who wanted to keep the team and ballpark will resign from both posts at the start of the next season. Ooh. So, uh, Tiger Stadium was mm-hmm. Briggs Stadium. Mm-hmm. Before Briggs, it was Navin Field. And mm-hmm. before that, it was Bennett Park. Just some, just so you'll know. Some history there yeah. for you. Yeah, 1956. Oh, I probably that that sign stayed up for a year or so, because uh, I remember seeing it. I was sitting somewhere down the third base line, and looking up, and you could see that sign up over home plate behind uh, the press boxes and all that. They had that big third deck. I don't know what was up there, and uh, it said, you know, Briggs Stadium up hmm. there. One of the few memories I have of a, of a little boy being at that ballpark. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, what else happened on this date in 1969? 1969, uh, we talked about the Twinkies a little bit already, but Rod Carew steals home for the seventh time this season, establishing a new AL record, tying Pete Reiser's major league mark for swiping of home in one season. But after further research in 1991, the record is given back to Tiger Ty Cobb, who had stolen home eight times in 1912. Wow. How many times did Cobb steal home altogether? I looked it up. It isn't like I know this. (laughs) Fifty-four times. Good Lord. And speaking of stealing home, Leonis Martin stole home against the Tigers a few weeks ago. Oh, and he just signed with the... And he just signed with the Japanese uh, team... uh, Chiba Lote, I don't know how oh, you say Oh, talk about butchering. Game anyway. <laughs> the CL Marines in uh, in uh, Japan. So Leonis Martin is now a Japanese ball player. And I thought he, you know. I was he, he not was, doing that well to keep him in with Cleveland? They just didn't want to. You know, I, I'm not sure. But at the same time, if you're Detroit, why you didn't think to reach out possibly? Bring him. Yeah, b- 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 he, he's not an older guy. No. He's still a young guy. Well, he's a clubhouse presence. I heard he's yeah. a really good guy to have in the clubhouse. Well, yeah. you know, th- this was a uh, story was about Rod Carew. Rod mm-hmm. Carew had a lifetime batting average of 328. How many home runs do you think Carew hit? Take a wild guess. Career wise? Yeah. How, how many years did he play again? 289. He, he played from 67 to 85. 289. 142. What do you think? 174. He hit 92 home runs. <laughs> we were really giving him <laughs> this a lot a more ha- credit. This is a Hall of Fame player uh-huh. that didn't hit with a lot of power. Sure. He sprayed the ball all over the place. He ran well. He was mm-hmm. a great hitter. And uh, I like to tell this story. I, I don't know if it's apocryphal. I don't know if I have it right. But it sounds good that Carew's batting, 
Ball comes in. Ron Luciano, very colorful umpire, says, strike. Carew goes, Ron, you're blind. Does he Luciano say goes, sounded like a strike. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what a great answer. Today they'd throw you out of the ball game if you said that, right? Yeah, oh, you're arguing balls and yeah, strikes. Because umpires are yeah. pansies. To- we I'm were sure- talking about this before the show. Yeah, umpires are pansies nowadays. Totally diffused the situation. Yeah. It was funny. And what, what's Carew going to say? I guess I better get back in here and hit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought he was just going to say. Good one. Yeah, yeah, probably. You can still talk balls and strikes. You just can't look at the umpire when you're doing it. You have to be looking at the ground and maybe uttering a few things, but don't make eye contact. No. We don't no. talk to don't make my... eye contact and make sure you're whispering in your head. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we've talked about my three least favorite umpires, mm-hmm. and we'll we'll leave them alone. Sure. What happened in 2006? A very famous play. Yeah. Uh, Mariano Rivera records his 400th career save, pitching two innings in the Yankees' 6-4 victory over the White Sox. The Yankee closer becomes only the fourth major leaguer to reach the milestone. Milestone? Milestone. Milestone. Joining uh, Lee Smith, Trevor Hoffman, and John Franco. Mm. And how many saves did he finish his career with? Let's take a guess. Well, I, I... You have it. No, I don't have it, but um, I, I know he has the most all time. Yeah, 652 yeah. saves. And you look at the guys behind him, now, they're Hoff, not now, even now, close. Now, Hoffman, though, is second, correct? I know on this list he was... Yeah, probably, because he, he was still pitching yeah, after okay. these guys. Yeah. Uh, here's, here's the other thing. Uh you guys don't know this. What number did he wear? Good old 42. Rivera wore mm-hmm. 42. Last guy to wear that number because whose number was it? Jackie Robinson. Okay, here's although, my question. I thought he's trying he, to trick us right now. He, he had to get permission, though, to continue wearing that number. He got permission number. from yeah. the Robinson family, yeah. yep. which I think was, was very... Uh, um, that was classy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, you know, he almost became a tiger. Did you know that? No, I didn't. What happened? Yeah, Mariano Rivera was going to be included in a trade package for the Tigers, and at the last minute, the uh, Yankee organization said no. He was a starter at the time. He was not a reliever. Mm -hmm. Who were we going to give him? Um, I do not remember that side of it, just the side that we were going to get him, and they decided at the last minute he was included in the package uh, that was going to send Mariano Rivera. And who knows? He probably never would have developed the pitch that made him such a great reliever. He probably ends up not a Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of things have to happen. Is you know, it's the same story you talk about Smoltz. Was Smoltz ever been a Hall of Famer as a Tiger? Probably not. No, probably no not. it would be like uh, a uh, a great football player. Some player, football player in the Hall of Fame, if they had been a lion, they would have been out of the seat. Out of the <laughs> well, you know, you can't, you can't win games if you wear baby blue. I mean, come on, that's, what? A, that's, that's a very the intimidating right color. Are that's you a, saying the Pistons teal was not a very good color for them? <laughs> How, yeah. How'd that work out? Uh, they did not win many. No. You know, I, li- I like the black and silver out in Oakland. Mm-hmm. I, 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 something intimidating. You, you know, the the Lions attempted to do a black and 
blue and they couldn't they, pull they, it off though, and, could and, they? But, but they ended up being black and blue because they couldn't win a it's damn, all strategic. They couldn't win a damn football it's, game. It's, it's hurt, it, it hurts the eyes of the other players, and then they well, can't. No, that, you know. that's when you make your field blue, like Boise State does. Yeah, I don't know if you can do that in the NFL. And when they could at the time wear the blue jerseys on the blue field. Yeah. Oh, then you. Yeah. Oh, the hidden, the hidden, yep. hidden player uh, it, trick. It, it, it was Weird. great. It was great though because the NCAA finally caught on to this and it was like, you know, we, we can't allow them to wear their blue jerseys on their blue field. I kept forgetting, and most of the time I would hit my TV thinking that my color was up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a that's probably like uh, Chrysler Corporation back in the 70s had uh, special colors on their cars. It was called high-impact paint. You had to pay extra for this purple or this orange color that they had on the Challenger. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. it was just... But ugly. Mm. I mean, it was just bad. But ugly. Yep. But you paid extra for it. You did. Just like that turf, I'm sure they paid extra <laughs> for it. Sure. All right. So, um, Rivera had 1,173 strikeouts and only played in 1,115 games. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Pretty darn good. Especially since he started as a starter. Well, he only had, what, two pitches when he kind of came in? That's two why he pitches. Kind of, yeah. he, and he didn't even have the his signature pitch at the time. He got taught that once he got at the major league level, mm-hmm. uh, when they decided to make him a reliever, he was fooling around with that pitch in the, uh, you know, uh, in the offseason and, again, you know, with his catcher. And then... He got it, and all of a sudden, that little that little cutter. And mm-hmm. he, you know what? He never threw the ball that hard. No, it was just no. so deceptive, and he mm-hmm. could hit locations. Yeah, um, that you knew going up against him that you were going to get that pitch, and you still couldn't hit it. Couldn't hit it. Just like real estate, location, yeah. location, location. <laughs> right? Yeah, and and and. But the funny thing though with Mariano is that he, that he de- he did develop that, but he really didn't also throw. A, a typical fastball. His fastball was his cutter. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And you really don't see that ever from a righty. You would see that from the from a lefty all the time, because a lefty will tend to have that natural break on the ball. So to see a guy from the right-handed perspective be able to do that and be as successful as they were so with it. I'm left-handed. I have natural break on the ball. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just wild. <laughs> well, you could be a little bit of both. Um, I, I know personally with me, I'd never try to throw a cutter, and I can't seem to throw a ball that will stay straight. It will always tend to move, like with a cutter motion. Yeah, we're just messed up. We're yeah. just sure. messed up. Lefties. I think Atlanta uh, Hall of Famer was probably the closest right-handed pitcher to as a starter version of Mariano Rivera, he could uh, paint the corner, and he never threw that hard. Uh, Who's that? Maddox. Uh, Maddox. Mm-hmm. Maddox. Yeah. He. I mean, if he threw 92 miles an hour, it, it was a not, on a nice warm night. He did not throw, but 90, 91, 92. He never. Mm-hmm. I think I saw a stat that said he he didn't even go to three and zero on more than like 300 batters in his career. No good no yeah. lord. It was it was a very impressive. He, would, he was the opposite of Nolan Ryan, which you know never met a fastball he didn't like. I mean, he, but he would throw it in so many different angles and so many different areas. Even when Nolan was throwing 105 miles an hour at his peak, uh, you still couldn't hit it even if he threw it at 95. It just yeah. was that good. Yeah, it's about movement and it's about location. Well, uh, so what's going on with the Tigers? It's, uh, who's Fable, doing well, who's not? Well, they, they, they won a game this week. 
Wow. That, that's, an accomplishment. <laughs> that's, that's two games in two weeks. <laughs> that's two, pretty good. Two out of the last ten? Two out of the last fifteen. They are on a, one of those streaks that you can only say, we are really going for it against Baltimore. We're only five <laughs> out of the worst team. I mean, we, is we're it, in a race. Is, is yeah. it bad, though, that I want us to be the worst team so we can have the number one pick? I don't I think we're going to make it. I think Baltimore no. is going to put up a heck of have a fight. A fight to because get that as tank. bad as we are, they are worse. Yeah. They just pit- traded away uh, one of their best pitchers. That's right. Yeah. Kashner. Yeah, they did. And then when we it, make it, our trades, we'll, we're going to be vying for that really bad position of number one. But I still think we fall up short because yeah. they are really, really horrendous. We can't even yeah. be good at being bad. David, I, I, I bring this up almost every week, but Corey over here predicted the Tigers would win Whatever. Seven, that was so early. It was so early on in the season, and we were doing well. Was, the bullpen was pitching. Wait, I thought this we was actually had the all of our seasons. Was this in, wasn't no, this, this was like right season? at the beginning of. Yeah, it was yeah, at the beginning. Yeah, okay. right at the beginning. Well, Corey, don't feel too bad because I'm in a fifty dollars bet with my cousin that they won't lose a hundred, and now it's not matter looking of, good. And right now it's like, well, when am I going to pay him? Am I going to yeah. pay him in August? <laughs> or am I going to pay him in September? Right when they it's hit not 100? when I'm going to pay him. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's not if I'm going to pay him. It's when I'm going to pay, pay him. him. It yeah. Is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking uh, I probably pay him some probably first week in September because yeah. we, uh, we could lose 115 easy. Oh, easily. I, I think when I think next year we should we should definitely put some money in on this. So yeah. <laughs> so you, you've got down here who impressed me? The the, the most <laughs> impressive. Jess, I have that on here every week. The most impressive player. We, we don't have to talk about impressive. I like Harold Castro. Har- Harold Castro okay. is showing me something these last couple of weeks that he wants to be on the team next yeah, year. Yeah, I'm seeing a little yeah. drive from him. I'm also seeing a little bit of a drive from Reyes since he got called mm-hmm. back yes, on. Reyes, too. Mm-hmm. I, and I know a lot of people have been uh, talking about him as, well, he's really just not that great, Reyes. And, and I have to remind people, okay, they picked him up for 50000 out of mm-hmm. Rule 5. They made him yep. play the whole year after he's only been at A ball. Yep. So he missed a whole year, stagnated his growth for that whole year. Then mm-hmm. he goes down, doesn't even go to double A, goes to triple A. Yeah. Right? And, all, mm-hmm. and he gains 10 pounds of muscle. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden he's driving the ball. Yeah. So now if you can just extrapolate what he's doing this year and say next year he puts on another pen, 10 pounds of muscle, yeah. can he be in the foursome that they're going to need. And yeah. I'm going, well, why not? Why not? He's a switch hitter, yep. and he's he's leading off right now. Uh-huh. The key for him is, can he get on base enough? Because we can see yeah. he can go to first and third better than anybody else on our yeah. team. Well, he's like, just got to watch that strike like zone. Yes. you got to watch that strike zone because well, he's such a big guy that I'm noticing a lot of umpires building that strike zone right. this way and this way. And he's bigger than you think. Yeah. You, you don't think that he's that big, but he's over six foot. Yeah, he's you know, a he's big boy. Guy. Yeah. Well, I, I, you guys like him. I like him. I mm-hmm. really like Castro's approach at the plate. Yeah. I like that he is, man, he's on the ball. Even when he, he makes out. He made an out last night in the ninth inning. It was a shot at the right fielder. When I saw they, that. And then after after a home run, a single from Reyes, Castro comes up, hits this shot at the right fielder that's caught. Then... Castellanos and Miggy come up and strike out. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's it's uh, there's frustration that you can see on the face of Miguel Cabrera right now. Sure, that like he just doesn't know what's going on at the plate. He He's, can't play off of his knee. He's well, I don't, been I don't taken know out this from is, first base. I think it's a mental thing. At it this is. Point. I think it is too. Because he's a better hitter than he's shown the yeah. last few games. Yeah. 
Well, and, and, he shouldn't have really made those comments earlier on uh, in the season it, that it's not anybody behind him. But that was his words, for, not ours. For, forget, forget that. This guy has been a tremendous hitter. He's still very talented. But it's a mental game. Sure. And it's a grind. They've been mm-hmm. playing. They've been playing since February. Yeah. You know, think about it. It's a mm-hmm. long time. Yeah. Every day you're out there. Mm-hmm. And now, and you don't you don't get a cream puff pitcher. No, there's no the the, the worst guy in a major league Unless is probably throwing ninety two, right? <laughs> but the argument about Miggy isn't his skills; it's his approach to the off season. And mm-hmm. I've heard this three years running now. Mm-hmm. Even with his plethora of injuries, he doesn't go out there and say, "You know what? I need to rebuild my body." to be something about 30 to 40 pounds less. That's the least he can do. Regardless of the injuries, you can control your weight. You, you can. can. You can do some conditioning, and, yeah. stretching, to make him a, a, a better, more prepared player. And that he has not done at all. The only he time does that look he, a little chubby. The only time that he did that was when Prince Fielder got signed, and you knew that he had to switch it out because he was playing first base at that time and then Prince Fielder got signed and you knew that you had to have both of them out on the field so he dropped he dropped some weight and got back to third base uh, conditioning and it it showed it showed a and I mean he was crushing balls that year with with Prince but after that it was just like you know Prince got traded away to the Rangers we got Kinsler you know and all this stuff and then you just saw Mickey kind of just being like no I'm going to be a power hitter I know how to hit the ball and then the weight just kept coming on and coming on and it's just like well that showed bone spurs in his feet yeah. you know there's no doubt he has injuries and he can still hit sure. 300 on one leg think about it he's hitting 300 on one leg yeah. uh, Comerica Park probably isn't the best place for him to finish his career it really no. hurt Victor mm-hmm. between the shift yeah, totally. and that right center field Victor became a shell you put Victor in I don't know some place like Chicago the last four years mm-hmm. He would have been still hitting 20 home runs, even oh, if he shifted. Even if he shifted, a lot of his balls went to right center field that yeah. would just fly ball out. Oh, so yeah. you put a guy like Miggy in a small park, he probably has 10 more homers. Oh, even, uh, even in this year, mm-hmm. even yeah. this year. So yeah. Comerica Park, for all this beauty and its charm of being a, a place you can get, drive the ball and get into the gaps and run all mm-hmm. day, they've never ever drafted a team like that. They've always right. gone out and got the power hit. Well, yeah. speaking of drafting a team and putting a team together, the general manager got an extension. What do you think about Avila's extension? I think not only was it deserved, um, it was probably the only option they had considering you can't just start something like this, give somebody a few years to try to implement something and then pull the rug out from under him. Uh, Alavia, people like to say on the radio that he is just uh, horrible at rebuilding. All of his trades have been a mess and yada, yada, yada. And I tell people when I, when I get in this conversation, it's like, tell me the year you think the rebuild started. And they immediately point to as soon as he got hired. And I said, well, really, 2015. So when he went out and signed Justin, Justin Upton and Jordan Zimmerman, $300 million worth of contracts, does that look like a team that's ready to rebuild? Oh, and by the way, it cost him a second and a third round draft choice. And you're like, well, what good are those? Well, if you look at what we got this year, uh, in our, excuse me, last year in our second and third round pick, you got a guy like Parker Meadows, whose brother is tearing it up in Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. and Cody Clemens, whose dad is the great Roger Clemens. Yep. So you got two guys that you know about. I'm not saying that they're going to be major leaguers, right. but these guys have a swing at a shot at it, right? Mm-hmm. So you're taking two high draft choices out of Avia's arsenal, and guess who he still drafted in that horrible year? 
He drafted Manning, mm-hmm. and people want to put the ace on him. I won't. I won't go that. But you, can we agree that he's a front end? He's front end. He's a front end guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. One, two, or three front end sure. guy. And then they got Funkhauser, who was L.A. Dodgers' first round pick, did not sign, had an injury, dropped to fourth. So without going through the whole draft, the first and fourth round pick that they got, they got two guys. One's at AAA. One's at AA. Who is. Four and two with an ERA and two and a half. So we're going to see these guys yeah. in the next couple of years. So you can say, even with the back cards he was dealt in 2015, going into the 2016 draft, he still was able to to do something. Then yeah. you go on to say 2017. Well, did we rebuild? No, we still had uh, Justin Upton. We still had JV on the team until when? End of July. End of July. They traded him, and we all know we can sit there and talk about the guys they got in the trade. Um, but they got Franklin Perez, Jake uh, Rogers, Cameron. All these guys are at Double A AA or Triple A. Mm-hmm. That we expect these guys to be up at the it's, major league except level. Except for Perez, Perez is still at Lakeland. At, at A ball, yeah. Still mm-hmm. at a, he should have been at Double A. He should have been, yeah. yeah. been, but he he has not been. But able he's to only stay nineteen. Healthy either. He's nineteen years old. So we got him when he was seventeen. So yep. if you look at those, it's still too early to say whether he did a good job or not on that it trade. Is, yeah. It's still too early. And then finally, 2017 hits, the first real draft that he had to be able to say, okay, I got a little bit of rebuild going. He gets Alex Fiato. He swung and missed on Renato Rivera so far. We don't think he's going to be much. But he gets Joey Morgan, which is a catcher who is a defensive gem. And then Sam McMillan, they paid a million dollars in uh, uh, over slot to be yeah. able to put that guy. So they got four guys in, then, in that draft. And, and what did we get for JV? Right. Well, what we got for JV, you add that in there. You, you're talking about seven guys that you still have a couple of years to go. Sure. So, so really, his first real rebuild draft is post-JV, post-Upton, mm-hmm. right? That's 2018. Yeah. Who did we get in 2018? Casey Mize, mm-hmm. through no-hitter. Yep. Okay. Parker Meadows, Cody Clemens, the beautiful Tariq Skubal, who is just blowing everybody away. 20 strikeouts yeah. in his last... Uh, of his last 20 Ks were all by swing and miss, so you mm-hmm. know the guy's got deception. Yep. And the great one-hit wonder, Brock Dethridge, who we don't know if he's going to make it, but he can steal so a lot that, of bases. And, you, yeah. and yeah. you know the guy we just sent down to AAA, Soto? Yeah. He looks like the he, real deal. deal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, his ball, he, he's got movement. They sent him down there because... Yeah, build it up. Yeah. No, I totally agree with you, David. I totally yeah. agree with you that it was post-JV. Post-JV. Because yeah. JV was... Getting all this money still, and it wasn't. You can't do a rebuild when you're paying some guy exactly that much money. So you where can't. where are we going from here? Where are we going with the the rumors are Boyd Green, Castellanos, Jimenez. You you got to package at least two of these guys together to get a, a solid return. If it's Castellanos in any of these deals, you have to package him either with Green or with Boyd. Yeah. If you package Boyd, Castellanos, Jimenez. You you do not settle on a return. No, you don't. They either meet your asking price, or you walk away from right. their deal. But one of these teams is going to say, "Hell, we need Boyd." Yeah. Joe Menez could pitch out of our bullpen. Mm-hmm. We always need that depth. Mm-hmm. And Castellanos is a solid bat when he's on. Uh, so you have to feel good about the teams that are, you are hearing involved, whether they're conjecture or just kicking the tires. When you hear about San Diego, Los Angeles, Tampa Bay, you know they have farm systems. They they thrive on building their teams through the farm system. Well, yeah. one of, one of the teams that I think would be interested in Boyd, I'm not in, well in Boyd, mm-hmm. and and maybe in Green, 
is the St. Louis Cardinals. And when oh, I yeah. think about the Cardinals, I think about our friend Scott Green, who's on the phone right now. <laughs> <laughs> Are you there, oh, Scotty? Hi, Scott. Hey, Scott. Hey, guys. Welcome. Uh, it, w- what's going on with the Cardinals? They need some uh, need some help in the bullpen, I understand. Uh, they need our help a lot of places. But uh, actually, we've won two games in a row, so we're, we're looking up. Um <laughs> Yeah, they they definitely need some help. Uh, I, I like to, I like to see a, a real high end starter. To be honest with you, well, uh, we've got Boyd. The rest of the year, we got we got Matt Boyd, who is going to be and is a very good starting pitcher. He's a lefty, and uh, you know if you've got some good prospects in the minor leagues, we'll make you a deal. Um, you know what? They do have a good minor leagues. I don't know. Uh, I think the Cardinals will do something. I would like to see. Uh, uh, I like Colton Wong as a defender. He just doesn't do it with a stick for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I need a stick to hit. I mean, I know the Morgan era is over, but uh, you know, give, give me somebody. Carpenter still is just. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, and, and Goldsmith hasn't heated up yet either, and he's starting to look a little better. But this guy would lead the league in doubles, you know, year after year. He's got like I think six, seven. I mean, it's like whoa. So, yeah, they're, they're becoming painful to watch. But yeah. thank God the rest of the division is tough. And uh, I come heading to Cincinnati this weekend uh, to visit family. I'm going to go to uh, Friday and Sunday's Cardinals-Reds game. Nice. Uh, at a beautiful ballpark, I will yeah. tell you. It, Great uh, American ballpark. Great yeah. American is fabulous. Gorgeous. Let's, Gorgeous let's ballpark again. right up there with PNC. Hey, oh, uh, God, yeah. Yep. Uh, I, I, I'm sure you know this, but uh, those who are listening that know our friend Dave Harville, it sounds like Dave is improving. He's, uh, he's still in, uh, in, uh, in the hospital, but uh, I, I've read some things recently that sound like he's uh, coming along. And then on a, on a well, sad note. Yeah, very happy to hear. I don't know if you got the text I sent I you did. earlier today, though. Yeah. I do have some bad news. Yeah, our, our and. He was my favorite customer, and he was from your area, and Billy Eckstein passed away this morning. Yeah. I got a uh, phone call from his daughter, Christine, and I am awaiting uh, arrangements or whatever, because I am traveling. I'll be in the region, and certainly will pay my tribute. And I will tell you that you know, when, the only time I met, the, met you guys in the uh, studio was moments before I went to see Billy, which turned out to be for the last time. Yeah, so, Bill, uh, Bill and I would would go to your uh, your tournament in uh, West Palm, and we'd room together at the lovely Embassy Suites Hotel. And Bill was just full of wonderful stories about his life, about what he went through during World War II, about being a, a civil engineer, about taking care of his wife who was ill. Uh, just just a wonderful man and a lover of baseball. And, yeah, he, uh, listen, we spent many, uh, we've shared many a uh, meal and a drink and a cigar and discussed uh, baseball, uh, its past, present, and future, and uh, life in general. He was just, uh, he was like yourself. You know, he was what we were looking to attract as a company. I mean, he, he understood what it was we were doing, and uh, he got it. His self deprecating humor was beyond anything anybody else had he knew his skills were long gone but i will tell you the great story that uh, we played he was on our team at the wooden bat classic in uh, fort myers and you had to have one person of age and we had him and we were playing the, in the finals against a two or three time champion 
and the bases loaded and late in the game and uh, with two outs and I'm like oh boy you know here's strike three and we'll just get ready to go out on the field and Billy laced a double down the right field line scoring three runs and would score sliding on the next play and came to the dugout and sat down I looked over at him and he was crying and he had tears running down his face he looked at me and he goes that was the greatest fun I've ever had on a baseball field yeah. and at the age of 70 something and a couple of people have posted on Facebook that you know some lovely things and one of them was I think he pinch ran for me and he was 77 years old so uh, he was a lifer and uh, I loved him dearly and I will miss him and uh, we'll be sending out a, a mass email to our clientele later today and um, he was just he was class I mean the guy was just class I mean it's uh, so I'm you know we'll look forward to paying my tribute to him uh, when the arrangements are made but uh, well, we're gonna, he was just a, a good person we're going to run your uh, your commercial right now that shows a field of dreams and I'm going to I'm going to think about Billy Eckstein out there in the cornfield coming out to play ball would you like to play some baseball? You still dream of playing on a major league field, experiencing the magic of places like Field of Dreams? For 15 years, Play at the Plate has been making dreams come true. Play at the Plate offers you the chance to play ball. Join us for a lifetime experience. Go to playattheplate.org or call Scott Green at 631-255-4475. That's 631-255-4475. That's six three one two five five four four seven five. I love. I, I, we got to get Buzz in here to do that. No, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Well, Scott, speaking of Field of Dreams, I know that's coming up. What What else is coming? Yeah, up? Yeah, well, I'm leaving. Uh, I was going to leave tomorrow. I'm going to leave Thursday morning early. I'm going to be stopping in Ohio for the weekend, visit some family, go to a couple of Cardinal games, and I will be in Dyersville one week from tomorrow. For our first tournament, it'll be the uh, Fantasy Camp World Series. Then I'm gonna, we'll do that one. Then I'm gonna head down to St. Louis for a couple of Cardinal Cubs games, then back to uh, Field of Dreams for a very special Father Son event, which will include showing the movie at Field of Dreams. Wow! On, uh, nice. The first night, yeah. The other field has got uh, a commitment, so we're gonna actually sit on the infield uh, grass and. Watch the movie on the backstop there at Field of Dreams. And on Sunday, clients don't know this yet, but we're going to play a game in the morning. And then uh, we are going to go to the Cedar Rapids Colonels game, which is about an hour away for a big group event, and then come back and finish the tournament up that night at Field of Dreams. So it's going to be a, a great two weeks. And, oh, uh, it sounds great. Come back here, decompress a little bit, enjoy the Atlantic Ocean down the street, and uh, get ready for the fall events, which will be Cooperstown and uh, Texas, which is almost sold out. We only have 20 spots left for Texas, so I'm very happy about that, and we're looking forward to that. And then uh, the last event, which was also pretty much sold out, is Rickwood Field. So, um, yeah, Rickwood, a lot of stuff on the Rickwood's plate. the oldest professional field in the country, right? Yes, it's the oldest stadium. It's the, it's the oldest ballpark in America. More Hall of Famers have played there than any, than wow. any field in America. It was Willie Mays' first field. It was home of the Birmingham Barons and Black Barons. For years, it was a AAA facility of numerous teams. The last one, I believe, was the A's. Um, they do have a Rickwood Classic every year that they uh, they still play a game there, which is their major, major revenue producer. But they look for groups like ours, you know, to support it. 
and uh, you know I'm leaning to maybe putting it on the back burner for a while but now there seems to be more interest than ever so who, who knows but we're going down at a good time of year in October we used to go down in late May early June it was just stiflingly hot so uh, perhaps maybe that's what we needed to do to get the interest going so it, it's there at a team commit this week and uh, it's just a beautiful place it's just uh, and Birmingham's a great city well, and, uh, all I can say, all I can say is, anybody who's interested in playing some baseball, you don't have to be a pro player. This is this is for guys like me, guys that just love baseball. You don't, you know, as as you said, Billy was playing in his seventies, and it, he was part of the team, and it was just fun. It's a it's a great opportunity for me. It's been wonderful to get to play. On a on a major league type field or on a historic field with my son, you know my my son you know just a I'm playing first base he's playing shortstop and he's throwing me a short hop at first I dig it out of the dirt and I can hear the crowd roaring when that happens <laughs> it's 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 a wonderful thing and I met so many great people that play at the plate uh, I'd encourage anybody who's viewing or listening to go to uh, playattheplate.org look at the tournaments. See if there's something there to float your boat and sign up. You'll have a great time. Scott, well, in spite of Scott, you'll have a great time. No, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, Scott, Scott's awesome. You know, it, it takes a little bit for us Midwesterners to get used to that New York thing. But once you do, it's kind of fun to, you know, and when you're on a baseball field, when somebody's somebody's hacking on you a little bit, that just means they like you. And, yeah, I'm not, I, I don't ever make fun of anybody I don't like. So uh, <laughs> all that ribbon, I, all that ribbon I give you during the tournament, just just remember, I love you. Apparently, you, you like me a lot. And, yeah. Uh, well, Scott, uh, thanks for calling in. I re- really appreciate it. Love having you on. And uh, you know, I we're gonna miss Billy. There's no doubt about it. And, well, we we will. And uh, I actually, somebody said something uh, very interesting. Uh, to me uh, today, actually, Randy Lundy, a good customer of ours, that we should, I should put up the, uh, we have a Hall of Fame, and I should have a page with the Hall of Famers and a brief uh, description of every one of them, but there should be a category for some of the players that we've lost uh, over the past few years, and I'm, I'm going to look into doing that too. But, that sounds uh, like a great idea. Billy was special, and uh, I personally will miss him, I have missed him, and I'm very, very happy that I, I took the time to you know, instead of driving straight home from North Carolina, swung around the Detroit area and stopped in and saw both uh, him and you guys. So uh, it's uh, I'm, I'm happy I did that. I, have, I got to see him, and uh, apparently he went, uh, unfortunately, shortly thereafter, he went downhill pretty quickly. So well, come see, us, I have on people, come I see us again as soon as you get a chance. All right? Yep, I will. All right, so. catch you later, Scott. Thanks. Thanks Scott. All right, guys. Thanks, Scott. Take care. Thanks. Well, uh, I've got to talk about what happened last night with the Tigers. We Tre- lost. Trevor, Rosen- <laughs> yeah, Trevor Rosenthal. What new? Throwing yeah. some heat. Some heat. That guy, did you see? I mean, the guy came in. First pitch triple. was like 100. Yep. And the guy swings at, I don't know what he's swinging at. He mm-hmm. doesn't know what he's swinging no. at. Next well. pitch, boom. Next pitch, mm-hmm. behind the batter. Yeah. <laughs> that that that's his. That's been his issue. He can I, he can throw hard. He because he's, he's got a locate. over ten ERA right now, right? Or what well, he was with the Tigers, he has a zero ERA. He, well, did, he gave up he was one hit. In, and, and during the game last night, he had over a twenty-one ERA. Oh, it went up. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's been a so, while. But he had a thing where he did, where he had ten strikeouts and ten. 
hit batters. So oh. it wasn't just the hits. Mm, he, good he, ratio. Was, he was plugging them pretty yeah. good. It kind of reminded me of Dontrell Willis. Yeah. You know, you yeah. never know where the ball was going to go. Once where it was going to happen. You know, yeah. I, 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 love Tra- I love Dontrell. I hate it when people give him a bad rap. He came uh-huh. to the Tigers at the tail end of his career. Mm. He came to the Tigers with the, no mechanics. He, he never had <laughs> mechanics, yet he was a great pitcher. Well, when he wait was, a minute. Wait, 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 he wait, was a tail end. He was still, like, 29. Yeah. yeah. That's my but point. But when he he retired early earlier than I think people expected him to based on age-wise, when he was with Miami, he was a dominant force. Yes, he had a very bizarre throwing motion and God only knows if anyone will ever replicate that. They shouldn't. But <laughs> he was effective. He came to the Tigers and really what after the three was he here for three well, I years? I want to talk about three Trevor Hoffman. Uh, Trevor, I'm sorry, <laughs> Trevor, Trevor Hoffman. Yeah, let's Trevor get Hoffman. Him. Yeah, let's yeah, get, let's get Trevor Hoffman on I want to talk about Trevor Rosenthal. This guy, if he eventually started throwing some breaking balls, and he looked dominant. If he can, if if Anderson and whoever can work with him, and just get him to settle down a little bit. I think I think they found something. This is what we call in the real estate business a uh, fix and flip. <laughs> <laughs> you fix it and you flip it at the deadline. That's it, all this yeah. was. If, That's you, all this if you was. get lucky, I don't think he's going to be traded at the deadline. No. If he, if he I, comes I, out in I two think, weeks, though, and throwing smoke and getting people out, we'll get something from him. He may not be anything much, but a, a 17-year-old kid in A-ball, I'll take it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... My my issue with I'm all for trading him. I just don't think you're going to be able to find someone who will give up anything to take him on. He's still now. He's he's, he's this. We got to have somebody take Green's place. We we do. We do need somebody to take Green's place. But right now, if you're the Tigers, you're not going anywhere this season. You're in the bottom five. We have to deal with it. And if you're the Tigers and you're looking at the standings, and I'm hoping they're thinking the same thing I am, if we win 20 more games this year, that will be great. We're going somewhere. But, you may just not like the destination. But, but, yeah. but if, <laughs> if, if, if we don't win 20 games, it's okay because Avila needs we got a to top trade. Two pick. His his top priorities for me is he has to get rid of Green and Boyd. This and is I don't his know first offseason. This is his first yeah. trading deadline yeah. where he actually has leverage. He needs He's to get rid of Boyd. He's never had leverage. He, he may not have leverage in Castellanos, but yeah. he has leverage in Green yep. and he has leverage in Boyd. And, Boyd. and you got a lot of teams. And with the trading deadline, we haven't talked about that, mm-hmm. being pushed up to the 31st. and not having that secondary, which did have a lot of trades, Mm -hmm. you're going to have to have teams make a decision two weeks earlier. earlier. Two weeks earlier. Mm -hmm. That's big. So you got teams teams now who might not have gone out and done something who's like, well, are we really going to give up on the season when we're 502 games out of the wild card? Do you think that Avila's being a little aggressive off of his first, you know, go-ahead of trying to get Boyd and... Glaber Torres from the Yankees? Well, Do you think he's being a little aggressive? I like where his head's at, though. Yeah, I do, too. you got to start off high, Mm -hmm. and then whoever is most desperate is going to come up with a package. And I'll tell you, the Yankees have packages they would be willing to give up. And it seems like everybody's talking about a green... And a 
void combination because a lot of teams are looking for starters are also yeah. looking for relievers. So the Jimenez thing, I think, is still in its infancy stage. I don't know if that's really going to come fruition. They may want right. to keep him to see if he can be the closer and flip sure. him next year. Yeah, sure. But, boy, this is the year you do it. You don't you wait until the offseason. You can't. You, he's hot. He's striking people out. Yep. Analytic people love yep. his strikeout ratio. Mm-hmm. And on a better team, he doesn't give up four runs a game. He he's given up two. No, well, so. let's, let's so I, move on to something because we're, we're, okay, we're really yeah, burning I just, through I just had one time. last thing with Boyd. I had seen a great trade proposal that I would have loved if this ever came to pass as a Tiger fan. Because, yes, it did have us sending Boyd Green Castellanos. And I believe Amanda's also the Padres. But in return, you got Mackenzie Gore, who the Padres and all of minor league baseball are high on this kid. The kid's already struck out 120 guys in under, like, 80 innings this year. Was that him? That only it? No. You would get him. You would get uh, another top 10 prospect, position player, which they got a boatload of those. Yeah. And then three outside of their top 10. Okay. If if I'm the Tigers and I can get the top lefty in all of minor league baseball, I can get a top ten position player. <laughs> then I just start and qu- three other prospects. Then I just start questioning what the Padres are really doing. <laughs> well, like, it's not, it's trying to Padres, win now. The Padres yeah. can only do what they can do because they are limited with the resources. So going after the, the guys that he just mentioned uh-huh. that are controllable for for years, mm-hmm. uh, that's a push in of with. Not even using up all your assets. They yeah. got so many assets. Yeah. They could take that on and take a real shot. You get those four players, you're not a 500 team anymore. You're 10 games over 500. Yeah, no. And dangerous in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Hey, we've uh, we, we've we've talked about some kind of downer things. Here's uh, so we, but there are some things going on. Uh, our uh, uh, David here. I, one of the reasons that he came to mind is last week I heard Carlos Carrasco had leukemia. Mm-hmm. David has just found out over the last several months that he's in remission from leukemia after undergoing mm-hmm. a, a tough treatment. Could tell us yeah. tell us a little bit about how that all works. June 12, David. 2017, a day that I'll never forget. It was mm-hmm. the day I went in for I thought was a spleen problem, and it turned out there was cancer in the spleen. Mm-hmm. My platelets were down to three, and they said you have to rush yourself to the hospital because you. Yeah, you, you need to be at 150. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's so, low. So basically, if I got into a car accident, I would have bled out. Yeah. I mean, it was that. It's like he mm-hmm. says, like get to the uh, emergency room, but don't go too fast because right. if you get in an accident, you can yeah. you can die immediately. Uh-huh. So from there, you know, you go through so much, and you have to uh, find out if there's a stem cell match for you, which mm-hmm. you know I didn't know anything about that with the registry, and you find out that there are people in the world that have the same exact stem cells as you do and then you need them to be on the registry and then you got to beg you know and plead that they they're willing to donate but it sure. turns out there there were four or five already donated there and, wow. and it's not like the old days where they take a big needle into your back of your spine and pull out the stem cells yep. mm-hmm. they give you medication your body produces uh, an, an exorbitant amount of stem cells and yep. they pull that out and they rush it over in 24 hours so basically they came in with one bag and they said these are the keys to your life wow. you know one little bag and they give it to you 
But at that point, you know, I went from 175 pounds down to 125 pounds. Wow. I uh, had no hair, which I don't have much anyway now. But sure. So for me, it wasn't that much of a, of a downer to shave, right. shave my head. I was already down. But uh, they tell you it's for every month you're in the bed, it's about three months to recover. And I was in the bed for six months, so I had a recovery time of about 18 months. But they had it down to a science that... You know, they knew exactly the the way I was going to transition. Mm-hmm. I went from this would bl- still blows my mind. I went from uh, an A positive blood type to now the donor is an O negative. So my DNA completely changed. So if I went to ancestry.com, it wouldn't come out with my DNA. It would come out with, come out with the donor. And you know, and, and if you uh, if I committed a murder uh, years ago, they can't find me now because I have completely different sure. DNA. So all, all this is good news for Carrasco. All good news for sure. Carrasco. And, yeah. he, and he's a you know class A uh, athlete, and I can tell he's you I was not. You sure. What hospital were you at? I was in uh, Carmano's, uh, great doctors over at Carmano's, okay. and the doctors over at Wayne. Nice. I had plenty of uh, first year and uh, uh, med students come over and uh, you know poke the bear. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but those, uh, it's an amazing thing of what your body goes through, sure. and and uh, and you you have no appetite for forever. Mm-hmm. You're on heavy doses of medication. You're on, you know, with uh, with the uh, opioid crisis you hear yep. about. I was on all those drugs. Yeah. Yep. You know, but I needed them. You did, yeah. <laughs> you know, but thank thank God I, when I got out, I was able to get off them, and there was no post, uh, 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 you know, post operation uh, type of problems. Right. Which was my, me, and my wife's biggest fear. Is, so you glad know, you're healthy yeah. now, man. Yeah. Good to see you. Good to see you've put on yeah. some weight. Yeah. Hey, we uh, we also had some uh, bad news regarding one of my favorite pitchers, despite his fact. Despite the fact of him not mm-hmm. being a Tiger, uh, and I was happy when the Tigers mm-hmm. beat him in 68, is Bob Gibson, who we found out this week has uh, pancreatic cancer. Yep. He's 84, and we we certainly wish Gibson well. Uh, that guy was just mean on the Historical. On the mm-hmm. Yeah, he just, yeah. Uh, I, I'm telling you, I remember watching him on TV, and it just he looked vicious. I mean, when he threw the ball, it wasn't just he was throwing the ball. His whole body came at you, and it mm-hmm. was... Well, 68 Tough. Tigers, it was a miracle that we were able to overcome what they, that team in 68, St. Louis, as great the Tigers were in 68, that St. Louis team was a great team. Mm-hmm. Great, great team. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, we lost uh, Tyler Skaggs a yep. week or so ago. And, uh, Age 27 years old. Mm-hmm. We still yeah. don't know exactly don't know what happened. No. What the no. cause of death was. No. Yeah. However, his mom came and uh, threw out the first pitch the other night. And, uh, they threw a no hitter. Com- yeah. yep. combined, combined no hitter. You can't write that. It's, yeah. it's what what says, you can't write that out. I mean, they put all their jersey out afterwards, and it, it's no hitter. You had Trout nearly crying. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he was very choked up. That was. Yeah. I watched uh, the highlights of that a few times. That was very, very Mo- moving. moving. Yeah, very and I moving. think I think baseball teams, probably hockey teams as well, are are a little closer to each other than some of the other sports. Spend a lot of time with each other. Four major sports because they spend so much time together. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're on the road, you know, you're on a road trip, you know, you might be gone seven, 10, 12 days. Sure. Staying at the same hotel, you're, you know, you're catching up with each other. Mm -hmm. You might have an off day in the middle there, going out, maybe playing some golf, whatever. These guys really get to be buddies. Yeah. And uh, it has to be hard to lose a a teammate like that. In fact, it's hard today thinking about losing. A teammate like Bill Eckstein. Right. Sorry. Right. Um, anyway, a combined no-hitter against the Mariners, no doubt. No yep. less. Mm. Speaking of the Mariners, 
I went to the stadium once. The day before, Hernandez threw perfect game. <laughs> no Story sure. of my life. Okay. Uh, well, and the interesting thing with the, that whole game, uh, you know, the Angels all wear all wore forty five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the players on the Mariners, D. Gordon, played when with when the Marlins yeah, for, yeah. when Jose Fernandez had mm-hmm. unfortunately passed away. I believe they had also worn Fernandez's jersey. Yep. For one game, and yeah. D. Gordon, not known as a power hitter, what did he Hits do? Hits a home run over that bat. He did off that game. He hit off of Bartolo um, Colon after 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 Big Sexy. Yeah, yeah. So, so definitely an you know a, a well, there, baseball a magic, It's a magical sport. You, yeah. you see a lot of amazing things happen in baseball, and yeah. uh, you forget that it's still a kids' game. Yeah, I saw yeah. a YouTube video the other day where the, they have this little eight-year-old kid who come out, and he's called the coach, and he he comes <laughs> out, and he had everybody on the mound, and he give everybody a pat on the butt. That happened in Kalamazoo, ball. Michigan, for the yeah. Kalamazoo Growlers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so when yeah. you see that, you're going. See, that's that's the part of baseball that you can't have in any other sport. Mm-hmm. Is in the middle of the summer, you're out there. It's a slow game, and that's one thing I do love about the game. Where people want everything fast, 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 fast. Yeah. Baseball allows you to be. You can have a conversation, and you could be missing what's happening, but then you hear the crack of the bat, and you can immediately pick Come it up. Come back See, right to it. Yeah. But it, you know, in football, you're trying to have a conversation. You can miss a touchdown because mm-hmm. you're having a conversation. Baseball allows you to have. A sense of unity with a lot of people around you, yeah, and and in community, yeah. Even though you could something think, we're missing in our society, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Or you could be like the Cubs and the White Sox people going at it in the stands. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a whole different <laughs> yeah. type of baseball game. The Cubs that's Southside Northside. Yeah. Right Speaking of youth, <laughs> yep. I, on the farm for the Tigers, we, we got, got a guy got, named Ethan DeCaster. Tell us about him. Yeah, Ethan, tell me yeah. about Ethan. I will tell you about Ethan DeCaster, a 24-year-old and 18th round selection by the Tigers in the last year's draft. Uh, in his pro first pro year, he transitioned from rookie ball at Tiger West all the way through Lakeland, and this year he started back at Lakeland, a relief pitcher who is now at Toledo. He has appeared in seven games at Toledo with a 1-0 record, nine and two-thirds innings pitched with a .93 ERA, just over .5 whip, and he has 14 strikeouts, no walks. At each level, he has dominated Lakeland. He only appeared in seven games this year, but had a 3.07 ERA, a .95 whip, 14 strikeouts, two walks. And then he was only at Erie for 14 games, where he threw 23 and two-third innings, with an ERA just above one and a half and a whip below one with a 24 walk or 24 strikeouts, five walks. So he has dominated at every level. And he's been wow. a relief pitcher. Yeah, mainly, relief right? pitcher. And he's already Oof. at Toledo within just over a year of pro ball. But he's, but prior to that, he was playing at Duke, right? Yep. Yeah, twenty four years old. Twenty four. I like I like what we're seeing in the minor leagues. And I, and I, lo- and I love the there. glasses. Yeah, well, he, he wear he wears the glasses. I love it. Old school, like Lee Robinson. Yeah. The, th- the thing about these prospects is that he's not chewing you the need gum. more than a year to make any evaluation. You need more than two years, and they, as they say, the good ones come fast. You don't even know where True. they come from sometimes. Uh, people don't remember who we got uh, in the Justin Upton trade, but there's a guy named Elvin Rodriguez. He's 21, 22 ERA. Uh, two two uh, and got like ERA of two. Mm-hmm. He's only twenty one years old. So you 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 get guys sometimes that you don't even think about them until they're like twenty three, twenty four. Right. So 
you know, yeah. so this whole thing of what they've done analytically, the change in uh, strategy that Alavia has has implemented over Dave Dombrowski, who sold every prospect for mm -hmm. major leaguers, it's a completely different system, and people aren't used to the, a guy breaking it down, putting more money into analytics, and you can look at guys like Parker Meadows and Cody Kalman's were total analytic type picks where they went for more upside guys instead of high floor guys, they went for high ceiling guys. Well. I'd love to talk more baseball, but we've got to get to the most important part of the show. Are you getting hungry? Yeah. I'm getting hungry, man. <laughs> I, mean, I think we're so all getting what do they hungry. Have, what do they have at City Field? Yeah, so we're going out to City Field in good old Queens, and we are going to be talking about first the pizza cupcake. I know. It looks weird. It sounds weird. That's not what I was it imagining is, in my head. It is a snack size pizza flavored cupcake bite. Uh, it comes in two different flavors, margarita pizza, which is mozzarella, toma tomato, and oregano, or classic pepperoni, which is mozzarella, tomato, pepperoni, and oregano. Hmm. Our second option is the Destination Dumplings. Uh, two chefs from Queens, Tristan Chinfat and Dion Whiskey, are behind this trendy spot with new stadium offerings. Try the classic pork and chive, adamame, Korean beef, or jerk chicken dumplings. Your sauce options include soy, citrus, sesame, and salsa. Well, I'll eat, I'll eat either one of those. All that sounds good. You really can't have good. those. Yeah, I can't. No, it's got meat in it. How, oh. about a, how about a pizza cupcake? That's just like the best of both worlds. Well, with a guy's name Whiskey, you yeah. just know you gotta have. You need a whiskey to yeah, a to, nice, like yeah. small glass That's of whiskey right. along with them. Well, I I've been to City Field. Nice park. Sure. Nice, real nice place to see a game. Hop on that, hop on the train and go anywhere you want from there. <laughs> and from here, we'll see you next week. Because this has been Baseball Mainly on NRMStreamcast.com. For Corey, Ethan, David Kaner, our special guest, this is Jess Monticello saying, let's play two.